Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name is Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter. This week I actually ended up talking to Travis May from Mojo.com. Check him out on Twitter. Um, links in the description. He's awesome. One of the best people I know of to ask about college prospects. Just a quick heads up. This episode is just going to suddenly end. Because uh, this was a two, two, three hour conversation. And I don't really want to cut. I'm going to do that thing that I haven't done in a while. And really only have done with Zach Reed from the Dynasty Dummies before. Which is just take a conversation. Cut it up into relevant segments. And have a multi-part part episode and um, this part we're talking about just basic process and um, but also some of the most the names I'm finding most interesting at the wide receiver class uh, of rookies in 2023 and Travis giving me some perspectives some explanation and some of his own opinions on these players we're going to finish talking about JSM versus Addison I just want to let you know it's just going to kind of st- suddenly stop do you have the time to listen to me grind take down the film watchers and learn some at once yeah i start the show these days with who are you and what do you do and we're going to start there and just completely diverge into please teach me more about college statistics because uh, or just college players, more specifically, because I'm assuming you'd rather talk players and statistics. I know you know statistics, but statistics are boring and dumb, and players are things that we root for. <laughs> and, we're, and we're like, yeah, I, I, I like people more. I like than players. Others. I like in people. Re- in reality, I probably prefer people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, let's let's start with that, and um, then then I can do a, a whole. Uh, question thing which my questions as you know uh travis i've been my questions are two paragraphs long you just kind of gotta wait till i time myself out i'm trying to get better yeah no, um, there's like four of them in there four questions in there yeah, yeah right right just answer, <laughs> answer college explain yeah. college <laughs> um but yeah start off with uh who are you and what do you do well uh my name is travis may nice to meet you peter but uh <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 almost like yeah. I think I don't know how long we've known each other. It's got to be like six years or more at this point. But um, yeah, I uh, I work for uh, Mojo, which is the first official regulated and recognized uh, you know sports stock market where you can trade uh, players like you do stocks and bet on players like you would stocks. Um, and that's been a lot of fun because I've gotten to kind of build. And oversee, you know, this massive set of college players, and we're expanding that even as of like this week, trying to get ahead of the Senior Bowl and, and the Combine, and so uh, that's been fun. So I saw, I basically got to, you know, for a long time I did, you know, the fantasy and NFL and college stuff as like a side hustle, and uh, did that for like you know seven years, and then it just uh, thanks to a few uh, amazing people that gave me an opportunity it's turned into a full-time thing so i can really just lean into it and, and nerd out with this stuff like every single day which is a lot of fun yeah hey buddy um yeah it's been a while i came into the space around about the time you were saying you've maxed you were like a 10k followed account at the time i think and it very quickly became aware that you just uh what was i gonna say yeah you were completely underutilized by the dynasty and fantasy space in my opinion for a number of years to the point where it just became People would say, "Oh wow, thanks for doing that work," and I'd be like, "No, I just went and asked Travis. Why? Why don't you guys just go and ask Travis? <laughs> like he normally knows." Um, and it went on so far that like a professional company were just like, "You know, we'll just we'll just hire that guy." And I'm glad to see it happen. Actually, 
Um, because uh, one, I know someone that's like a professional now, uh, which is cool. Um, but also it's about time. Like you, you've been talking about stuff that I felt like I discovered, but really it was discovered years ago. Uh, I just didn't know because not enough people talked about your work. Um, <laughs> but to kick off college season, I guess, because we're getting into the off season, we still should actually do about two, four months worth of work on the NFL season while everyone talks about the players. But instead, we're just interested in rookies. So um, I've been getting into this year's class a little bit, and I figured you were the best guy to uh, – you know, get all the answers from so people think I'm smart. You know what I think it is? I'm ridiculous. I'm a clown character, and I, I think people like hearing their news from a clown rather than uh, the all-American square-jawed person, which is you. Let's face it. You look perfect. <laughs> you look like you'd fit on the on ESPN just fine. Um, and you actually know your stuff instead of desperately trying to keep up with statistics. I think that's what it was. Like you know, the, the self-deprecation uh, that, that you've, you've nailed that. You, you, that's, that's, that's your <laughs> angle of, of humor. That's, but I really, I really do appreciate uh, all that you do in your database and everything. And uh, you really are uh, way more awesome than I think you give yourself credit for. So, <laughs> just so you know, just so you know. But, but I'm glad to I talk think, some college uh, football and some players and dive into this uh, – nerdy stuff that I, I get to do every day now. I want to start off with why do yards per route run suck? Because I've been hearing about <laughs> yards per route run behind a, just too big a paywall for me, even in my patrons, um, forever. And we finally got behind it this offseason. I finally sucked it up and did it. And it was interesting NFL stuff, but I really didn't find enough signal to justify it. Like, I still like arguing with yards per route run truthers on the NFL. But I, I spent the last few weeks hand grinding IDs just to, so I could add it to college prospects as well. Um, and my early testing, like I did expect to have to swallow my pride and admit my receiving yards for team passes attempt. Essentially this stat made up uh, or, or discovered by, I think JJ Zacharyson is the first one I heard mention it. Um, I don't know if he claims to have been the first one to look, but he's the first one I ever heard mention it. And we're doing that kind of stuff because we don't have in-depth target data for college prospects. It wasn't a thing. Like public targets were not a thing. And it was really hard to scrape the play-by-play data in Excel. I know. Um, because I, we tried that for a minute <laughs> and it's just too much. It's a um, lot. <laughs> but, but PFF, finally, they've got targets. They've got routes. Awesome. And I plugged it in. And not disappointment. It's still a really interesting stat that's going to improve. And the other stuff behind the PFF paywall, I really like their QB accuracy. We can do QB dot is actually what I think is going to be the, like, that's really key i think we can adjust things by a dot like a player getting you know a million air yards under the ball before they catch it it's a little different than someone getting three um, yeah. and so i think that's going to be really useful especially for receiving stats but um like straight up testing receiving yards per team pass attempt this thing that's never going to have a nice neat tidy acronym so no one likes it does better let's just add as many so letters as we question, possibly can yeah 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 so my first question was it's just what the what WTF, Travis? Like, what's going on here? Have I been conned? What, like, why do people think that yards per out run is a good thing? Yeah, is it just a neat, tidy acronym? Because it's not it is. better. Uh, yeah, it might not be better, but I think I think you, you and I talked offline um, in probably like one of the forty-seven group chats that we're in, and uh, you know, yeah. we discussed that there would probably be some meaningful signal to add. Um, and yes, you know, if you get into the nerdy, nitty gritty of it all. Um, there's, you know, maybe some confusion as to how much it matters when you put it alongside other other variables in terms of predicting future outcomes. But then I think when you really look at it, 
and just look at some of the names that that feature at, at the top you're like oh okay yeah I, I get yeah i get it now um you know people because you know especially if you've been it the right way if you like look at look through if you make it a high enough threshold of route routes run and only power five players then you get a really like fun cohort of of like the top uh wide receivers in this class like if you if you just say okay let's look at the top of yards per route run this year just power five guys you know at least 50 plus you know something routes run then you get a, a list that includes guys like Jalen Hyatt, uh, Trey Palmer at Nebraska, Arvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be the wide receiver one next year, Rashi Rice, who's going to be maybe a top 50 pick this year, Quentin Johnston, you know, top, you know, probably first rounder this year, Emeka Ibuka, Ohio State wide receiver. Like a bunch of guys that we know are verifiably good are in the top 20, 30 of this, of this list. But then you also, what's confusing is that you end up with like random smaller sample guys like uh, Kintron Poitier, um, which I'm, nobody should know who that is. But, you know, like just random Gavin Holmes, uh, Baylor, you know, like other names are like, mm, that's probably not going to, it's not probably not going to, it's not going <laughs> to pan out. And so right. it, when you really test it, it's like, okay, R squared on this, whatever signal that I'm trying to glean from this is not as good as, as, of a metric as, as I already have. Um, but I wouldn't toss it out. And I think, it depends on what kind of testing you're doing. If you're a super nerd, um, you can maybe get a better signal if you run the right testing too. Now, I love that I pull you all down to my level at some point. It's like, okay, I'll just use the word nerd. He uses that a lot. Super nerd. Yeah, let's just make it. That's his audience. And I get it. That's fine. Um, and I, yeah, I just want you off the start of the, because I'm going to be continuing with this tone. Not to dismiss it. It's really useful. I think the process is still the same, right? Understand what they did and understand what they did and what situation they were. Adjust for sample size and proceed. It's it's statistics, but add context and then maybe listen to Zach Reed from the Dynasty Dummies or someone else that you like who watches tape. Travis does a little bit of that too. He's yep, insanely team both, talented. Man. Team both. Does both. Um, uh, to try to guess the future, essentially, because there's this weird disconnect between college and the NFL. You can find a player with an incredible elite usage profile and performance profile who's just not going to translate. And we have to let go of the idea that, you know, there's an adjustment or there's a stat that cures that. Like a player is not going to be good in this stat, even in the wrong situation. And it's just not true. If you're a good player in that situation, you're going to have good stats across the board in that situation. And sometimes that's not going to translate. And it's not just team. It's not just conference because those things don't have uh, linear to throw out a random word that sounds like a nerd word and um, connections to how well they translate. So it's always just understand what they did and try to put it in context as well as you can. See what opportunities the NFL is going to give you. And I want you to provide that reasonable context before I continue with my unreasonable rants and hatred against the Osborne Rant Run. Um, but you did say sample size, and that brings me to uh, we should. This could be a four-hour podcast because I've can. got like two hours easy on asking you about wide receivers and how they work, and hey, then we've got like other positions we haven't talked about. I, oh, I'm man. assuming you've got more important things to get to, but I will take you Dude, up. Wait, what time on that? What, what am I going to do? This will be the next <laughs> six episodes of the Dynasty Crop. Just buckle up, people. Um, <laughs> Sample size is interesting to me because one of the things I'm starting, I think, to notice, and again, this is why I want to pitch it to you. This isn't me, like, disagree if it's because I need you to fact check this for someone who actually understands it as opposed to someone pouring at it with a brick. Like, that's my, like, 
if I hit it long <laughs> enough, it'll make sense. Right. And um, use your scalpel like mine instead of my brick. I think as the sample size goes up, yards per route run becomes more certain. That makes sense because there's a nature of efficiency to it. Yeah. But I don't. I think that's kind of an inverse relationship with like receiving yards per team pass attempt because that's kind of measuring. It, it's essentially team volume adjusted performance or something like that. It's like yeah. it's like market share on steroids is the way I think of it. It's yeah. how big a part of your offense you are relative to how big the offense is, and it's kind of doing both at the same time. It's kind of wild. So players with smaller samples and worse receiving yards per team pass attempt actually become more interesting. Something I was just looking at is players who uh, average, because that's what I look at mostly for wide receivers, like below 70% um, routes per game by team passing attempts per game, which is that's probably an acronym for that, an acronym. At least 15 letters for, certain, for sure. Yeah, 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 probably. There's a lot of acronyms. But that's just, just to let you know what I'm looking at. If it's below 70% average for their career, and they're below the th- average threshold from receiving yards per team pass attempt, that's not that player is bad. It's actually look at this player harder. Because on that list, you've got T. Higgins. You've got um, uh, uh, Tony as well, was a recent one as well. Um, and also Jalen Waddle. So I think there's a that receiving yards per team pass attempts lower threshold for volume, as in rats per game versus team passing attempts per game, actually might be a signal that players miss time or in some way hindered, if you know what I mean. Whereas yards mm-hmm. per route run, as you said, it's just a sample size trap. It goes up often with a smaller sample because it's easier to be efficient on a smaller sample. Does that make sense, or am I talking out my no, ass? It, it does. Banging a brick against a wall. It does because <laughs> they're um, like well, Waddle's a great example because he did miss time, and there was there were questions, uh, there were reasons why he uh, didn't have a huge uh, chunk of the pie in terms of route run. Um, and I'm not going right. to get into teammate score or anything like that. But um, there, yeah, there were there are definitely reasons to look at players that are clearly amazing but don't have a perfect profile um, if it is that their their routes run doesn't really fit their implied talent. Um, right. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of, of room to glean, uh, you know, something more useful by zooming in on a player with that kind of profile. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of the way I treat statistics again with my brick is um, pick what you like and then try to understand it as well as you can. And then you're yeah. telling yourself the right story, if you know if yeah. that makes sense, like at one, the end of this, this season was targets per route run in the NFL. It's described as like earning <clears throat> targets per route. And I don't think that's what it is often. I think if you're on the field less and have high targets per route run, that could be to use a Zach Reed term. You've been put on the field to succeed. Like you're being put on the field right. specifically for or, situations where you're meant for a specific so purpose. That, yes. It's like the so, exact opposite of the no, like of the Noah Brown thing for i don't know if you remember like right, Noah right, brown right. like the the, the percentage yeah. of plays when he'd come on i said like, oh, okay so they're running cool yeah <laughs> like when he'd come in to just block like that was his thing so. <laughs> and then again that's an, that's a point on the other side because i think if anything's accurately described as being earned it's probably routes right you do the practice you do the training the offseason you scheme the mm-hmm. offense and you plan to have certain players on the field more because of what you think they can do and then if that keeps up, that's probably because you're performing well enough to keep that route volume. That's not clean either, because like you said about Noah Brown, he might be earning blocking snaps. That's not yeah. the same thing. Um, but anyway, I'm getting into the, 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 that conversation. But um, to pivot you back towards college, because I really don't want to take up nine hours of your time, four is probably enough. 
Um, you mentioned Jalen Hyatt, who I think is really interesting. He's going to, if you like looking at, he's going to pop off the charts for you, whether you look at the average or the best. He looks like a, uh, a seriously good downfield threat, I think, if I remember his ADOT correctly. He's got like 2.8 uh, average receiving yards per team pass attempt, like 106 routes per game by team pass attempts per game because my passing attempts and routes per game don't mix up because we're coming from two different sources, damn it. But he was used a lot and he performed fairly accurately. But I do think there's concern with him. Um, so what do you think about Jalen Hyatt just off the rip? I've got him as someone to look at more. He looks decent. Actually, it's 2.2, uh, sorry, average um, receiving yards per team pass attempt. Yeah, um, and, and you, yeah. Know what his peak, you know what his peak is? I know you love that one. Peak numbers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not funny to anyone listening. But anyway. You, you know, I enjoyed it. Yes, I, I did. Mean, you and I, you and I love talking about average versus uh, peak versus breakouts. I don't know, just whatever adjusted game adjusted. Um, right. But uh, you know, without any game adjustments for him missing any time or whatever, like his peak season uh, was just over three uh, receiving yards per team pass attempt, which is nice. really good. Like if you're going to average that, oh my goodness, like that's that's crazy. But uh, seldom do you see somebody that literally, you know, averages that every single year. That's it's not very common. But uh, yeah, I was really intrigued by the upside of that, and it wasn't just like a season that was overbloated because of his 15 touchdowns, which were in and of themselves very impressive. Like, um, yeah, I even value <clears throat> to an extent touchdowns per team pass attempt. And I don't, I don't add that is in terms of like modeling. I don't weigh that heavily. Um, and you know any mlr like regression stuff but no uh, that's actually something i've heard um i can cut all this out right to make myself sound smart i think so adam harstead thank you he's talking about touchdowns being a talent and again we are english is a clumsy language that's why my people invented it Um, and i understand what he means if you're more likely to be put on the field in situations where touchdowns are available that says something about you know, it your totally matters as well. It doesn't, Especially, I mean, touchdowns are sticky. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like they're not and, necessarily year over predict, like year over year predictive on a large sample size because most of the sample is not, they're not that particular archetype. A team is not that interested in, in featuring that specific skill only more than other players. Like not even all offenses care to do that. Um, and, and again, and, quarterbacks seem to have a large effect on the success of whether yes. a touchdowns. So, I mean, there's a lot more noise in it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can roll with catching touchdowns probably means you're more likely to be good at it, whatever. Yeah, and, and why I like Hyatt overall, um, beyond the fact that he's going to run really fast and you know people are going to be overhyped about him just regardless, and he's going to get some decent capital, um, is that uh, his adjusted production index, which is a combination of, uh, it's a metric that I made for Rotoviz. It's a combination of a, a player's receiving dominator rating, which is basically an overall expression of the percentage of uh, your team's receiving production, and then the you know your 15 letter thing that you love receiving <laughs> receiving yards per team pass attempt, and um, and then lastly I combine also touchdowns per team pass attempt because I want to see uh, that aspect of their game because I want somebody that's going to score touchdowns at the next level. Um, and, and, and a team that's in a big way and a ridiculous way features a, a player uh, to score a, a ridiculous number of touchdowns per team attempts, uh, that, that stands out. Because like when you look at uh, top players in that category, you, you, just from this past year, you're, you're talking about Jalen Hyatt. You're talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. 
Uh, you're talking about Nathaniel Dell, who uh, I think he's going to be maybe the fastest wide receiver at the combine. Um, we're talking about other guys like Zay Flowers, who is not a huge bodied guy, but his, his touchdown touchdown numbers were crazy because he was he can just score from anywhere, however he wants to. So it's not even just like the like the Mike Evans or like the six four guy. It's like, hey, can you score t- touchdowns from anywhere? And does your team prioritize you uh, and find ways to make that happen? Um, because if it happens in college, I would say that it's logically you can make some logical connection to assume that you might get a similar uh, or some, somewhere close to a similar uh, role at the next level. See, you just ran off into fictional people. I'm, I'm assuming you made a lot of Devi people happy, but half those people. I, Sorry. I yeah. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. No, never heard of him. That was before no. the t- when I was playing. I don't I don't believe that guy existed either. No. Um. Got it. I'm going to keep on with this theme because it seems to be a running theme in the way I'm profiling now, at least. It comes up a lot. Like, Hyatt's played two years, 29 games, so I think he played enough that his overall good numbers look good, slightly below average in receiving yards per team pass attempt. But again, you talk about the touchdowns, you can see his upside and use yards per run and other stuff, but I think he might be slightly more limited than someone... I know, he's a certain type of fantasy asset is probably what I'm going to come out to. Um, yeah. But someone and like... For the film said, people, by the way, for the film people... Go, go. There are going to be a lot of film people that, that are like, I don't see it. I don't get it with Hyatt. Because they're like, what did he do? He just ran in a straight line and then caught the ball. <laughs> and, and so, you know, but like, he's kind of perfect for the NFL. He's like, he, he makes, it, he just makes it look way too easy. Um, so like the two-way go, which is really popular in virtually every scheme now, uh, where you basically just read leverage and, and where defenders are heading. And then you just change your angle slightly. And you're fast enough to create separation that leads to ridiculous looking touchdowns against the best teams in the country, which is what he did scoring like what five touchdowns against Alabama on mostly just vertical stuff. Like, uh, and, and it's because he's just really good at what he does. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to expect him to just be this amazing route runner uh, and, and rely on him to be Devonte Adams. Um, but I think he still carves out a really fun role at the next level, even if he is just a slot. Yeah, I was going to look, I've been adjusting something PFF has got called court percentage, which I'm assuming is just what it sounds like. I hope to God they're not doing something fancy there. I've adjusting <laughs> been adjusting it by their ADOT, and I was hoping, because I've heard some concerns on higher body catches, because believe it or not, I do listen to film people, and I was like, okay, does that show up? And not really, he's slightly above average based on his ADOT at catching the ball deep down the field, which kind of shows up what you're talking about, whether he's got the right technique or not. Um, and for anyone, like, I, this is the type of play I'd want to dismiss in previous years, but something I'm trying to get better on is noting the first time he catches one of those in the NFL, everyone's going to feel like they made the right draft pick, his value is going to be good. So you can think about it that way. Don't deny him at ADP. He's got the, he's coming from the right conference. He did enough in production. I just don't think he's the next DK Metcalf, in other words. Oh, yeah. And he, you know, and he, from a film standpoint, he, he profiles nothing like him. Um, you know, but yeah, I've just, yeah, but when I think deep ball that can guy run down the field and catch any touchdown, that's the guy I think of for some reason. Yeah, no, for sure. But his ADOT though, I mean, it's it, and it's not as deep as you might think, but it is like around 14 yards this past year, which is yeah, it's not Quinton Johnson or anyone, but um, like 16. I haven't dug into him yet, but I can tell I'm gonna get into fights. Um, 
<laughs> but the other guy I want to run to first is Cedric Tillman. Now, just FYI, his are the stats I was quoting earlier, so I'm going to have to cut those out. Um, but um, I have to do a profile for him for DLF in like three days, so I figured I better take a glance. And he's got like one year where he played more than eight games, which is kind of where I like to look. And it was at age 21. And I want to write him off because there are very few hard lines that I've been able to draw for myself as like a late career breakout. Like, nope don't like those guys but the more i think and that's why i wanted to ask you about what you said about sample size he only played one year with over eight games he only played 20 games in the nfl and that in the in college total and that one year was particularly good so what's more important to you that he developed into it or, or that he played more so you can have a better idea or that he did well on a smaller sample? see what i mean about the receiving yards between pass attempts which was actually too high I actually think that's more concerning than if it was yards per run, and that's why I started off there. But what, Mr. Tillman, um, am I in the ballpark? Am I getting anything right about him? <laughs> I think that it, it is very concerning. I mean, and you you found this over the years as well, I'm sure, in, in your testing. Like, it, it doesn't mean everything when a player breaks out in year one, but it's great. It, it, it typically means capital is in the future. But year two is, is, is prime breakout. Again, great. But, I mean, you've even found, and I found, that year three breakouts are okay. I mean, they're okay. They're not like, like oh, my goodness, year three. I mean, yeah. Like, it, it doesn't exclude you from hitting if you took three years. But just anecdotally and signal-wise, if you're looking for, like, meaningful signal beyond a year three breakout in most variables, um, it's going to be a little questionable, uh, especially, like, beyond year four, like, year five, year six. It's just, like, what are we doing here? You're, like, 24. Like, come on. If you don't break out, <laughs> like, if you don't, Sorry. if you are not absolutely dunking on these children that were in middle school yes. when you were yeah. in high school, um, that's that's a problem. Um, but that's kind of kind of the same with Tillman in, in that it was year four. And even at that point, from a from a film bro standpoint, he was not like really separating on his own, like just like, oh yeah, he's just always Mr. Always open. No, nah, that's really not his game. And so I feel like he's an archetype that I would have, I would have been way more interested in 10 years ago, um, yeah, 15 it, years I, ago. I tell you what, Travis, I'm constantly doing that, so I'm glad you said it because I feel like it's a get-out-of-jail-free. Like, I would have liked him before, but it's true. You <laughs> it's find true, things yeah. that you, over time, you're like, oh, that's that's something I should actually be wary of. And and again, that's the way I would pass it out. Like, you're worried about it being a Jalen Waddle sample, but really he was used at max when he was on the field, like 106 routes per game um, versus uh, team passing attempts per game and did well at an older age. I think that's more concerning than it is this player was good in a smaller sample, so maybe he's general. I, I think it's the opposite kind of thing. Someone who's a little bit more interesting in that regard is someone like, and I hate to keep just bouncing around different examples, but at least we're getting some of the names out there. And yeah. Marvin Mims, he has less than 70% routes per team passing attempt on average through his career. And was slightly disappointing, or at least below the average, in receiving yards per team pass attempt. Can't remember what his yards per run is. That, to me, is slightly more interesting. You weren't used at max, and you were still doing pretty well, if you know what I mean. And I think he's a, a more of a downfield field stretcher, however we want to describe DK Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually, he does feature uh, rather highly in yards per route run uh, because of that fact that you mentioned that he wasn't like a – a high, a, a crazy through the roof route total necessarily. 
uh, at all times at Oklahoma. But when he was on the field, like he was the only vertical option that the team had any remote interest in targeting beyond like 10 yards. Um, and that was especially true, not this, not this year, but the previous year, where like if you look at any like Oklahoma set of stats, you see all these like yards per reception number, like 9.3, 10.4, 11.1. And then you get over to Marvin Mims and he's averaging over 20 yards per catch. And you're like, oh, dang. That's what, what is okay. what is that guy? Doing? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. He was never a high high volume type play, and part of it is well, it's a mix. Like early on, he was he was there. Um, I remember there was maybe two year two straight years I think where they had nine four star or better rated receivers on the team, and so they were just trying to keep these mouths happy, these 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 guys happy, just to not lose all their favorite. Uh, new targets, new shiny toys, but it didn't matter. They, they lost them anyway. Lincoln Riley came in and stole the good ones anyway. Um, and Marvin Mims stuck around and uh, had a really strong final year. Um, but, you know, even, even so like his pr- production profile is not perfect. Uh, right. And, and I, I think part of it just has to do with the scheme at Oklahoma. Like even guys like CD lamb, like early on didn't have like a crazy ridiculous breakout. Um back then and this year was a little bit different because of different scheme and, and different coaching staff and all uh, but his usage looked different this year because of it and it was his best year by most of my marks right um and rashad rice is someone again i haven't dug into a lot but he follows that similar trend of didn't max out on total opportunity in a smaller sample size so i'm less i'm more curious to why his receiving yards between pass attempt is low and then I am concerned. And I, I think this is a pattern. Again, this is a time of year I'm literally unpicking my own process and trying to figure out what still works. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I'm just kind of doing that uh, in your ear to hope that you uh, call me out when I'm talking through my ass. I was trying to look for C.D. Lamb, and I can't find him real quick, so I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, someone like Quentin Johnson is going to be a big conversation this year. Um, yeah. but Before we move I, off of Rashi Rice, though, that, yeah. that is a, a, for similar reasons um the the scheme the scheme that everyone loved this year uh at tcu that took them to the the championship game uh that's what uh, rashi was playing in and and they were spreading things out and using a large number of receivers on every single play um and rotating players just frustratingly so Uh, i can say frustratingly so because i I had him on some, you know, college, like nerdy college leagues. And I was like, man, he's the, what are you doing? He's like the best guy. Like, why is he not like 25 points per game? This is stupid. Um, you know, and then his teammate last year, Danny Gray, uh, ends up getting day two capital this year. And um, he's not even as good as Rashi Rice. So that's promising, right? Rashi Rice is more of a complete receiver, but still capped out at what, year four out of high school. So I guess that's, that's a little concerning, but. Um, yeah, he took four he years took a, and 82 games. That's, yeah. yeah, he took an atypical route. You know, he didn't just go straight to um, SMU and everything. So, and again, I haven't dug into him a lot. He didn't elevate like the only guy I can think of that, like Kenny Galladay, but he spent an extra couple of years elevating into a higher conference bef- before he started uh, his uh, tunnel vision towards the NFL. That wasn't the right word. That was words, Pete. Figure out words. <laughs> Um, but yeah, four years and 42 games, that's a concern I have on him. But again, he didn't exactly max out in terms of his opportunity relative to the team. He's more interesting for investigation. 
I don't know why I say it like that. It makes it sound like I'm going to investigate him. I'm going to stare at a spreadsheet, okay? (laughs) I will say most years, uh, and I've gotten some questions on on Rice. I think most years he would be a lower-rated option, uh, but this class just doesn't have the Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Um, It's missing that. So because of that, he's higher. I think there are two real like top tier prospects for any year, but uh, we're heading towards him. I, I want to talk <laughs> about one more guy that I have questions on. I think it's very interesting. Um, Marvin Mims could also go in the Rashadi. Uh, did we talk about Mims? No, we talked about Hyatt. We talked about Rashi about Rice. Um, Mims really interesting from a similar perspective, though. Uh, three years, thirty-seven games, similar problem. I don't know where I'm at on him. Just that he looks interesting. He's someone that Zach, again, Zach and other tape grinders have mentioned. I hate how much, where I like being on Twitter so much, I've heard so many of these names and I used to value not knowing them. <laughs> like I like if I find them you, without being these told days, them, that's One better. of these days, I'm going to make a Debbie out of you. You're going to be playing in the nerdiest of leagues. It's going to happen. <laughs> I, I'll try to avoid that. Um, but Keyshawn uh, Booty, Booty, Booty. Um, I looked at him a few different times the last few years while profiling some of his teammates. I'm just going to call him Butts, but I feel like that's an insult to the actual person, (laughs) and I don't want to do that. (laughs) And I really thought I was going to like him this year based on some of the things I'd seen earlier. He's from a team that gets fairly high draft capital in general relative Mm -hmm. to other teams. And some, uh, like he played with Marshall. He played on, I think... uh, Chase and Jefferson's team, but someone pointed out on Twitter he never actually played with them. And really, um, yeah. again, where I'm just starting to dig in, I, I I don't know stuff like that. But that's the thing. Um, I'm kind of getting more and more not disappointed, but deflated on potential optimism. <laughs> the more I look at his profile, like he was, I think he was relatively better than Marshall when they both played, but then he really didn't do better than Marshall when Marshall was gone. If that makes sense. And that's kind of what I would expect. He didn't do bad. I don't think he's bad. But I was really hoping to see more than Marshall did in that situation without Marshall on the field. And am I completely off? Is he actually uber talented or some version of that? Um, yeah. Throw he is name uber talented. So. Um, but I will say this is one of those players where you're going to have to squint a little bit. And you are going to have to look at a season and maybe perhaps, a, you know, Look through his production scores and 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 adjusted per game lens, which, uh, <laughs> which I know you love to do, um, because really oh, his, games, sure. his his mainly mostly uh, redemptive season was the twenty twenty one year where he yes. got cut short. Um, he like played six games, uh, had like I think nine touchdowns in those six games. And, uh, you know, was taken up, I think, around 40% of the offense if you do the adjustment per game stuff. Um, but, you know, his efficiency wasn't uh, perfect, even when you adjust for it. Um, and so, yeah, you just have to squint because we're, we're talking about a player who um, was coming off of not one, but two surgeries uh, prior to this year. Uh, the first one didn't take, didn't do what it needed to. And so they did another uh, on his ankle. So two ankle surgeries and you're playing Man, in the SEC. Bro. Um, he's not going to be 100%. So he wasn't 100%. And he didn't even look like the best wide receiver on his own team. That was Malik Neighbors this year. Uh, that's, I was going to say, the young, I, I, he looks to me, just having looked at the roster, like I haven't seen his name before. He's new, right? 
he's one of the players who's probably going to look good in. He's going to look, yeah. He's going he's to look good because um, yeah. I mean he's he's going to be the guy even more so this year. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a little odd. We're like, why is he not? You know, perfect. No, but that's that's yeah. yeah. Sorry, Karen. Yeah, it's just like oh. so. It, it it was really just the health thing. I think had he returned for another year, um, he would have perhaps put up ridiculous numbers, even with uh, suspect volume and, and quarterback play that uh, is better at running than passing uh, in Jaden Daniels. So I don't know. I, I, I was a little surprised just because he, he kind of had a really comfy situation at LSU, but then there was like the off field kind of, we don't have to get into that, but like a, kind of a sketchy situation. I, um, and so, so it's like, okay, that makes sense. He's coming out. He's, he has a ridiculously nice <laughs> peak there. But some questions, uh, just like we had maybe with Jalen Waddle. Uh, but I think he's not the burner. He's not necessarily. Waddell, he's not yeah. Jalen Waddle. But um, if you squint, you're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, he's still a top five wide receiver in this class. No, I like hearing that. Well, not the off-field scandal stuff. I can't speak to any of that. I've heard stuff, but I actually haven't even looked at it um, yet, at least. But he was one of the names that I thought was key. I keep hearing depth about this class. I thought was key to depth because he was someone that would have a, again, if this stuff hadn't happened, he might've been pretty close to a tier one prospect in the things that I like for prospects Mm -hmm. and that a little lower, instead of the Hyatt's and the Mims and rush who are really interesting, as I just said, but like, they're not kind of what I, 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 I beeline towards his profile could have been that. And when I looked at it, this, last few weeks i was like man i was hoping to see a little bit more based on what i'd seen before but injury does seem to be a feature of this class as football in general oh man my goodness especially a wide receiver yeah yeah that's that's the sense i'm getting um as i'm just looking at games played you start asking the next step is why (laughs) man i haven't quite got to that yet yeah i was just really interested to talk to my friend travis okay i was just really really excited um but it does spiral me towards like JSN, who like I knew was a top tier prospect just looking at one year of data last year. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's a guy we're going to be talking about. But again, his career in college at least seems to have been a little shorter than it should be, assuming injuries. And Jordan Addison, both of them look like no no notes is my only note on Jordan Addison. Like, yep, good, <laughs> no notes. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't like him, you go probably thinking too hard about it. But JSN has better peak to your point, but that's because mm-hmm. his peak even measures in for <laughs> me because he's got one year, so it's just a one peak year, and um, which was phenomenal. It's like two point nine receiving yards per team pass attempt. I'm assuming all the other stats look good as related to that. Do. Um, but JSN, he he was injured too, right? Um, what's going on there? Twenty three games played out of a college career is not a lot. I mean, that happens when you come in and you have like, you know, three other, four other, five other future NFL wide receivers on your team. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Of which two And you overtook killing. them while they were still on the field. Like yeah. dominated and, them. And, like, and they've been quoted as saying, yeah, we're good, but yeah, Jason's better. That, like that guy's like that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Like that's pretty cool. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's going to be really good. And he was... He made some a couple really wow moment catches even in his true freshman year. There was this one – he looked like he defied gravity. Um, he was, like, going out of the back of the end zone, uh, contorted his body. Like, his his legs were out. His Where he caught it was out of bounds, but he just, like, flicked his legs back in bounds to where they just stabbed the ground. And you're like, how did that 
Okay. Th- okay. So this is a Jedi. That's cool. Uh, that's oh, that's cool. fine. Yeah, like okay. Jedi, Jedi wide receiver. Okay. First round pick eventually. And and it no, it's like good enough that literally the two best rookies of this class were like, I'm out of here. One left. Yeah. That's, <laughs> they yeah, both that's... went to the NFL. Like I'm not competing with this. No, I don't, yeah, I don't even want to mess with it. Um, no. And they knew that, that Marvin Harrison was right there too. So uh, it's just he he was a freak show like coming in just an unreal talent. Um, and he, he was a five star kid like most of uh, the process as a recruit too. So it wasn't a surprise when he was just an absolute slam dunk. Um, and if he's been working on his speed. Uh, I think he's going to have a good combine and uh, do just fine. Uh, he might just do the smart thing and not even run because <laughs> he doesn't really need to help himself out. Um, yeah, right. But, no, but and, and if you're nervous about that guy's injury, I'd say, like, this is the story of Jamar Chase, which is why I thought it was interesting you said no Jamar Chase because he basically had one year the same way. But I was yeah, like, no, was. no notes. Like, we can just take this one-year sample in this case. And, yeah, and, and I, I will say feel the same about him. Yeah, I'm 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 not quite there with um so like I really like Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson was my wide receiver one this year. Oh, excellent. Um and and uh but I wouldn't have put him even in the same tier as like a Jamar Chase, you know? And so like I, I I'm it, That's fair. Saying that, that yeah, I wasn't Jamar making Chase, the, I, yeah, 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 to be fair, just, let me back up there. Yeah, yeah, cuz <laughs> I mean and don't get me wrong, like JSN is my wide receiver one still. Like I I still I see the upside and it's absurd and I don't care like what his thought percentage was in college and what it will likely be at the pros because we live in an age where unless you're the Tennessee Titans, you run a lot of 11 personnel. So uh, I say that as a very better Titans fan, but that's uh, fair that you're allowed. You're allowed. Yeah. Can't cancel me. Um, No, I guess though, my question with these two more than we've got lots to talk about. I want to profile them properly before I start, you know, talking, talking about them, but JSN has this one mega year. Uh, Addison has one great year and two good years. Like, again, no notes on Addison. Is it the tape version of you or the tape side of you that's like JSN is the one? Or is the peak better than the consistently well above average? Like, is there a thing between the two or is it just a tape? You know which one you prefer. I think the answer is a mix of both of those things. I think what I've learned over the year is, over the years is, um, you know, I would just overhype the player that blew up as a true true freshman. Like, oh, yeah, wide receiver one, so-and-so. Uh, when in all reality, like, that true freshman season was incredible. But um, the rest of everything matters, and the, the peak uh, matters. And what your peak capability is probably speaks to the upside of your future NFL potential. And so if I think your peak is higher, I'm, I'm going to rate you higher than the guy who did, you know, three – really good above average years even though that was really incredible on addison's part and even playing through injury at times this year yeah chicken a crow chicken a crow crossing the road go clicking a poll twitter is gold player unfold so jake on the table and they on the place no pete enumerates the plays they're analytical picking my nose don't really know if i like that Picking their brains, got different lanes, but I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight. Back and forth, there is no order. They disorder more and more because the players ain't no older. They some hoarders or some mortars. Dropping bombs without no borders. They got that eye like mortar. Peak grinding numbers like molars. I don't know anymore. I am at a crossroads. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. 
picking a pole, Twitter is gold, player unfold. So Jake on the table and they on the plays though. He enumerates the plays are analytical. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a pole, Twitter is gold, player unfold. So Jake on the table and they on the plays though. He enumerates the plays are analytical.